Hello and welcome to Spike and Spike. The active is on a walk and has wind in the background edition. Uh, yeah, I'm on a playground at a school and don't worry, there are no kids here. Yeah, let's start with a quick review of what happened on Reddit. So first, uh, Skippy announced himself and uh, he accounts for like 4% of the F-bombs in the comp server, despite having only been there for like eight months. So ban Skippy. Oh, also shout out to Old for his uh, community rankings. All right now, on to the uh, the A team review. Wait, 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 wait! I just want to say some of the things Skippy hated was amazing. It's either Fender, anime, all sorts of cheese. Cheese doodle is my is the favorite kind of cheese, obviously. And then yeah. uh, you know any other kind of cheese, it's fine. It's like it's not my favorite food in the world, but it's it's decent. Yeah, but then he hates strawberries, blueberries, and blackberries. <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, seeing he, all those screenshots in order is amazing with how many things he legitimately It is. It's fantastic. So on to the A-team results from last week. We've got uh, the Nips played LBT, and as expected, they they crushed LBT because LBT is not, not that great this season. Those guys, <laughs> but, like, they... They haven't done much, and it just it looks pretty grim for them on a team. So, and the nips are turning out pretty well. Frank and HD looking solid all around, playing consistent every week. It's it's looking good for the the nips, and it's not looking good for LBT. Well, I mean, luckily they re- LBT reversed uh, their usual pattern where they suck on offense in the first game, and then managed to be more respectable in the second game. Here. They did pretty well in the first game. They won the first half 7-3 and then lost the second pass like 11 to nothing. And then on Titanic, they only capped three times. So at least they're changing things up. Yeah, I mean, they've like they definitely have some talent there. It just it's not coming together for them right now. Yeah, I don't really I don't know. There's no uh, good free agents that are coming up from uh, dropping down from minors. So I don't know how they can improve it. They did get potato chip in a trade, but they're not putting it on A, they're putting it on yeah, B. Yeah, I'm thinking they're, at this point, they're going to try to push B team hard and maybe try to push into that last playoff spot or two for A team. Yeah, I mean, Nit- Nit- Manipulation Station is a good team. They Everything seems to be clicking for them. They haven't lost a game yet, I think. I think they have, but I haven't checked it. I think they no, they definitely have not lost a game. Manipulation Station has not lost a game. They have one game that went into overtime. Yeah, that, I mean, they've they've been really solid. They've played good teams and they've come out with good results. Uh, they're yeah, that offense seems to be working. Cool, Wasa and Cool Cat, great. And the defense has been developing and quickly improving, might I add, very well. Frank did really well. Frank and HD both stepped up big time, and they're having a great season. So looking forward to seeing them finish out strong, and we'll uh, see how that goes. So uh, speaking of undefeated teams, the other undefeated team is uh, Team About Nothing. They played your team. First game was, <laughs> like, I know it's it's going to be high scoring, but 20 to 4? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously going to say they have an easy schedule, and I'm not going to provide any more analysis other than the fact that easy schedule. It is a fair criticism that like they have played all teams on the bottom half of the rankings right now. Still, to like dominate in that fashion, it's kind of like when Alabama hasn't played anybody halfway through the season, but they're still at the top of the rankings because they've been obliterating people. Nine times out of ten, they're going to keep doing well when they play better teams. 
So there's there's a chance that they will like start playing good teams at the end of the season and they'll fall apart, but I don't think that's going to happen. They've been playing really well, really consistently. I don't even think they can fall apart. Uh, my team has eight, has five points, right? The next three weeks, if I get the maximum of 18 points, that's only 23. They have 24. They've already clinched a playoff spot. Well, yeah, they have, they have clinched playoffs, but I think they could still, like, especially if they get into playoffs, they make it through the first round playing against whoever the, you know, seven or eight or whatever spot seed that is. And then, like, I could see them falling apart down the run in playoffs if they haven't been playing good teams consistently. Um, now, in scrims, they've seemed good the couple of times that I've seen them, so I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to be fine. And, like, I mean, I I called it right after the first week or two that, like, this team looks good. They're doing well. They're definitely a top-tier team. They are like The criticism that they haven't played anybody good is definitely there. All right, next. Next is my team. Uh, big pop goes to Olive Jardim against Spherical on Ice. Spherical on Ice, uh, interesting big roster changes this week. They've got the pickup of uh, Evan W, but they also lose uh, Flaccid Trip and Ventus, at least for the week. So they came in with a lineup of Amigo and KL on offense, moving up from B team, and then Catalyst and Evan W on defense. From what I saw, they are definitely improved over how they've been playing. I don't think they've moved themselves yet into a top tier spot. If they can get Ventus and or Flaccid Trip back, I think they could definitely uh, bump themselves up and make a decent run. But with this lineup, they're still solid. They are respectable and they are they've become a team that is better than their spot as last place with a single overtime win. My team did end up getting the uh, overall win with an overtime loss and a win. And yeah, Spherical and I got their first wins. It's always great to get your first win, even if it's an overtime win. At least mentally, it's really good for that. Uh, three of the four halves this week were tied. It was pretty close, is what I can see. And I do think that Olive Jardim isn't really playing to their strengths, or at least playing to the best of their abilities. I definitely know that Bob and Superdig, I mean, they've been doing fine, but the offense for Amy and Zeus hasn't really been getting the cat that I thought they would get. Yeah, I mean, from what I can tell, it's uh, Zeus has been pretty busy with schoolwork. He's got a chemistry class that's uh, been rough for him, and so he hasn't been able to scrim quite as much. That's been keeping him down a little bit, especially because I think Amy is a really smart player, and not being able to scrim with his partner as much has definitely been hurting our offense a little bit. That said, they're still doing okay. They're still both very talented, and so like they're doing okay right now we're obviously right in the middle of everything which is how we've been playing but i think we definitely also have the potential to jump up if we start playing more yeah soy offense looks interesting you have two minors players in air migo and kl who are also now playing a team i mean they also used to play xltp on the same team together it's busy spikers so it's actually pretty interesting to see them actually do decently against Bob and Superdig, which is pretty, which is a really good defense, even if you're going off last season. So I want to see how they do against their next opponent. So then we've got uh, Dark Side of the Ball versus Ball Guys, two teams. Like, this is probably the matchup of the week for last week. It's two teams towards the top of the rankings. Um, I think they round out that top tier. I think the top four teams are the top tier right now. And uh, they split pretty evenly. 
which is about what I expected because they're both really good teams. They're both well-rounded. They have different strengths, and I think those strengths play to the different maps. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, ball guys rounded by an explosive offense and uh, two nuts being able to play two ways pretty well. I think that worked really well for them on Jardim. They took advantage, and especially in half two there with the 6-1 half. Uh, they were able to pull away there. Then on Titanic, which is a little bit more of a controlled map, Dark Side with more stability was able to hold on and just consistently get uh, two solid but not like big wins to uh, get the win on Titanic. Yeah, there wasn't really much that could separate them this match. I mean, everything seemed pretty equal. Even the aggregate was just 14-13 in favor of ball guys. And it does seem that these two teams are primed for another matchup in the playoffs. Maybe it's the Foci 4, maybe it's Nuper Ball. But if, it, if those matches are like this, then it'll be really fun to watch. Uh, definitely the two of the better teams, really talented, well-matched, pretty evenly. Like, they played evenly. It was good. Just a fun match all around. You love to see it. Yeah, totally. Then in our... Uh, Evenly matched mid-tier game this past week. We had the uh, boaters versus the catalytic cap converters. They also split. It was a little bit in favor of uh, the boaters, but I think that's just because their win came on Jardim, which is, like we said a number of times, it's the more cap-friendly map. Yeah, there's been, I don't know, I thought catalytic, catalytic cap converters, catalytic? Catalytic, whatever. Catalytic cap converters. They were doing decently, or at least better than now. Like They were doing well the first two weeks, and then they've kind of fallen off a bit. The offense seems to not really be working as well. I don't know. I do know that 360 picked up Damien on the A-team waiver wire, so he's yeah. restricted to A-team. So I wonder which offender he's going to replace with Damien. Yeah, that's definitely... An interesting pickup. Uh, I remember I saw that and I immediately asked because, like, I would love to see Damien come in and just be great and do well. But there's a chance that, like, he's just not at that level yet and that he's, you know, probably a mid to solid tier B teamer. I know he's been doing well on TPM, so he, he definitely could come in and play well. But what happens here if he comes in and doesn't do well and, like, he's A restricted? Yeah. That's the that's the other thing, right? I mean, you can maybe try and trade him away, but if he doesn't do well this first week, then I don't think anyone's going to want him for a team. Yeah, and I think that the the play here is that one he wanted to boost his B team, so whoever's dropping down to B team, like anybody on CCC would be a fantastic B team or top tier for sure. But it's like he's sitting there in the middle and he decided it to me. It seems like he's decided that he wants to try to spark something um, rather than, you know, waiting it out and see what happens. It's an interesting move, but we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. And for master boaters, I mean, they've uh, they've ended up coming top like the, the top five, I think. They've there's quietly snuck up the, the standings there. Just solid games all around. They haven't had a lot of issues. After their lineup changes, they've been fine. They're a team that I have uh, solidly like at the top of the middle tier teams. I think they're if they played uh, any of the top four teams, I'd pick the other team four times out of four. But they also could get a win against any of those teams. Like they're solid. They don't have a glaring weakness. They don't have glaring issues. They also they haven't like really come out and like hit their stride yet. Yeah, they play next week. I think they play Lamberford Timers this week. 
So, I mean, it's not really a another. It's not, it's not really a good gauge. But next week they play Abo, which is us. Huh? Who do they play? That's good. Yeah, and then they finish the season against Post Office, so they they definitely have the opportunity to put themselves in good position going into the playoffs. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Yeah, that'll be. Uh, they have a pretty like weak schedule to end out the season. If they can sweep all three weeks, then all of a sudden they're top four, <laughs> and this could be fun, <laughs> especially for them. They can pick their opponent. Now, interestingly. Uh, for our moving on to our last matchup, we have Fustoff as one of those teams versus Bohemian Capsidy. Now, this matchup went about how I thought it would, like prior to free agency and after free agency, but it's, it doesn't really tell you much about either free agent pickup. BCC got Andwin and Fustoff has got Homie. Um, they both seemed to play well, and it was a very even match. Uh, split 8 7 both games, 15 15 on aggregate, but like. It doesn't tell you anything because both of these teams were sitting towards the bottom and they needed to make a move. They both made a move and then they had a close game against each other. Quick note, Space Tiger was also picked up by Bohemian Capsidy and he didn't play this week. Rick had to fill in yeah. for him. And it definitely felt to me that BCC kind of had the advantage in both games. They won the first half of Jardim 5-3 and then Pustafis came back and won the second half 5-2. I was watching both games. I was watching both like the stream and it was it seemed to me that Bohemian Capsidy dominated on pups that second half. They got like upwards of 15 pups or something. Like they got like 13 pups or something. I don't know. They definitely did, like they got a lot of pups. The problem was Pustafis capturing those pup grabs. Def- by stats-wise, Bohemian Capsidy should have won, but like looking at the game, Pustoff just capitalized whenever Bohemian Capsidy would go for the pups. Yeah. Well, and that's the kind of team that Pustoff really is. Is like they haven't been playing up to their potential this season, but they are a very smart team. I mean, Jerry and Laser Big, and especially now adding Homie in there, like that's that's a lot of Tigro skill and knowledge and like experience. And then Espel is extremely explosive when he has the opportunity to be. It's difficult because Jerry and Homie, this is their first week on D together, and I don't think it really inspired much confidence. I mean, they were doing fine, they were doing fine, but I, it just doesn't seem like there's anything to be excited about when you have the Jerry and Homie on defense. The interesting thing is, looking at that second half of the first game, um, if you look at the stats, Laser Pig, Jerry, and Espel all had 13 plus grabs. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they're just a Jerry Laser Piggy just trying to mimic Jerry Ball from season thirteen, where you had ASAP Garg and Jerry just playing three O at times, and it feels like it's not a bad idea, but eh. Um, and it definitely works better now that they have a solid defender in Homie to hold down base while they're all O, uh, especially if if they're playing a weaker offense, which. This offense definitely has potential to be really good. PK, Rick G, if Space Tiger comes in, they're going to be a fantastic team. But if PK and Rick G, like, offense side of those players, but that's one of the weaker offenses on a team this season. And a good player like Homie can't hold down for it for a little bit on their own or with, like, Espel or somebody who's not used to defense there with them. It hasn't worked before that, and it'll be interesting to see if they can pull anything against uh, some of the better teams. I mean, they've got uh, CCC, 
manipulation station. Three pretty strong teams finishing up the season here. It'll be interesting to see if they're able to pull anything together because they definitely need to if they want to have a shot at playoffs. Yeah. And on the other side, Bohemian Capsidy, they showed way more like fire and like way more talent than the previous weeks. And Rick did fine on offense and Space Tiger coming in to fill in for him. It'll be interesting to see how he does the next week and the upcoming weeks. Because I like the defense. Anduin and Butter, they were fine. And I can't help but think if Rick G played offense on A instead of defense, this team would have been better shaped. I do definitely think that that could have worked. And, but I also understand where he was in the draft. Like As a rookie captain, that's always a rough thing to do. And you see an opportunity, you got to take it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he uh, did have 100 tag coins. He definitely could have tried to splurge on a top defender and then see where to go from there. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting, though, especially if Space Tiger's able to make it in the next three weeks. They've got a big opportunity to make a push for playoffs. Yeah, there's the lower, the bottom teams have a lot of promise going into the next few weeks. It just matters on uh, how they look to improve, especially with the new FA additions. Right. So now looking at uh, B team from last week, we'll start off with Bohemian Capsidy against Post Office. Oh, fun. It was really fun. I know I can't curse, but it was really fun. <laughs> it yeah, was no, really, it was, really fun. It's a fun matchup. Um, Post Office was one of those teams that I thought was going to be really good at the beginning of the season. Carl ghosted, and I think, you know, that hurts them a little bit, but I didn't think it would hurt them as much as it seems to have. And BCC definitely. A, a solid B team, they've come through and they get a sweet on uh, Post Office. Yeah, and Rick moved on to B, really great offender. He immediately showed why I picked him in the first round last season. I mean, or pitfall. So it honestly was amazing to see Rick G back on the B team scene. And you could say that Post Office hasn't been doing well, but they're, the teams they've played have been tough. Team about nothing, dark side yeah. of the ball, and now this team, I mean, it's a tough schedule. And they've managed to do well. They managed to at least win a game until now. But even then, they had a good chance to win in the third game of Jardim. They had an eight-cap lead going into the second half. And then Bohemian Capsidy came back, which is fun yeah, to see in well, real time. Because that was the one stream that I watched, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, and a lot of their caps were towards the end of the game. Yeah, like, that was also fun. Four caps in the last two minutes is huge, especially when you need all of them to force the overtime. But like, uh, Pustov is definitely like they are a good team. They just have they've been playing tough teams and they've been struggling with that. So we'll I mean I've been saying a lot, but we'll see how it shakes out going forwards. Uh, I I like them, but on B team this season, I think anything can happen. Really, like the last place team right now could end up winning it all. First place team could fall apart. There's just there's a lot more parity on B team than there is on A team. Yeah, and that comeback. I mean, last season my team came back against your team on Constriction. I think like a seven cap comeback, and then yeah, we won that's... in overtime. And then after that, we managed to come up to the third seed on B team. Yes. Just so... to uh, just to get it on the record, that that loss, hundred percent ASAP's fault. So then uh, my team playing Spiracle and Ice. It was an, a very interesting game where my team just came out on fire and obliterated in game one. 
uh, and then had two very close losses in the next two games. So we ended up losing one game to two, but winning on aggregate 31 to 19. As far as my observations, I think we generally played well, and we just had, like, in those second two games, we let it get to our heads a little bit from the first game. We didn't play smart. We made a couple of mistakes, and they were able to capitalize. Big shout-out to T-Swift, who uh, clearly had his eye on revenge for me trading him away and was able to make that work very well for him and get two wins. Yeah, honestly, my one takeaway is smally bad. That's it. Uh, I mean... It's true, especially this was my first game on uh, my first matchup on my new internet from South Carolina. And I went from my worst ping being uh, like 70 to like San Francisco to my best ping outside of Miami being 65 to Dallas. So oh, it's no. going to be rough. <laughs> uh, Moon Coast came back for Spherical on Ice. I think uh, he played. Uh, he he wasn't yeah. playing. He didn't play at all the first couple of weeks. So maybe the offensive depth was needed, especially in yeah, this match. definitely also helped them out because I think that allowed T Swift to like move a little bit where he was needed between OND being a very talented two way ball. Mugus gave them a solid offensive option all the time, so that he didn't have to be their offense all the time, and it helped them out a lot. I'm yeah, and for all of Jardim, I mean, they did lose. Two games, but again, another solid B team. Blob and Bergy on defense, solid. You have Tweener, Yalpa, BMF, uh, Smalley. You have other people. Eh. Yeah, and I definitely like our chances um, moving forward. So CCC versus the Boaters. We've got uh, CCC took two games to one. Seemed like a pretty well-matched game. The Boaters definitely, they left a little something to be desired there. Like, they... It didn't seem like they should be down by as much as they were at times. Um, but props to CCC for capitalizing on that. Obviously, uh, FU having a huge season. I think a lot of people, including me, wrote off the CCC defense for thinking not being up to par of the offense. But Mueller time, Nippopotamus, they've been really good. Like, they've been under, like, I think they're underrated, definitely going into the midseason. They've, uh, I was thinking, like, Miller time is definitely good, but he's had a couple of, you know, middling seasons for a little bit, and Nilpopotamus just has been kind of unproven at this point. But then they've both been showing up together, and I think they just they work well together. So uh, then uh, we've got Ball Guys versus Dark Side of the Ball. Um, our, our, friend, uh, our friend Ghost Seam, he's not here today because the gardeners are very loud outside his room. <laughs> um, <laughs> Imagine, imagine that actives here just like walking around a playground and uh, goes. I'm sorry, but imagine his last message just being, "Oh my God, the gardeners are back." (laughs) That's just the last thing he texted. He said, "Oh my God, the gardeners are back," and then gone. No more messages. We haven't heard anything yet. So, um, (laughs) anybody, if we haven't heard from Ghost by uh, Wednesday. So somebody check in on him. Um, the gardeners might have gotten him. <laughs> just, just gone. Like fucking the weed whacker just comes out of nowhere. Black and horror movie types. <laughs> but anyway, as far as the game went, um, the first two games were both close. Dark side getting one out of two. However, from the end of the first game, we know that active you won the bet, meaning that now anytime Yay. that uh, 
refers to you or talks to you, he has to call you the best defender in NLG history, which is wrong, but he was the one who made the bet, so... Yeah, I see. People are going to assume that I made the bet. I didn't make the bet. He's the one who thought, oh, yeah, he's going to make the bet. And I honestly think that if the gardeners didn't get him, saying that multiple times would have. That's the main reason. That's the main reason why he isn't here. He just doesn't want to address me. That said, he definitely was one of the better players on his team. He oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, Juke Juice came in. Juke Juice played pretty well as his partner when he was in. Um, a solid player as well. Uh, and I think they're again their top four is definitely solid. Um, but the rest of their team, the depth is really struggling. All right, so for our last B team matchup of the week, team about nothing against a Blockwork Orange. I think you might know something about this matchup. No, but looking at the stats, we should have won twice. We only won once. I mean, it was, it was a, there were some good close games in there. It was, it was really interesting to see that uh, Team About Nothing and ABO, I think, are the two teams with a lot of the depth. Like, they've got very few players who I don't trust at all, especially at this point in the season. Like, uh, down the roster, they definitely, especially on ABO, had a couple players who like, I wasn't, they're not bad, but they were just a little bit of a question mark going into the season. Yeah. And at this point, both teams have solid depth. Um, so I think it was frustrating. I think ABO has been getting a lot of those. They've been getting a lot of points off of like getting the depth wins at the end. And then this game, they, you know, you got the win early and it looked like maybe you're going to be able to get two wins. And you said maybe should have, depending on your perspective. But then about nothing also has a lot of depth and they were able to uh, stop that from happening. Yeah, we keep losing second halves and like after we win the first half, for some reason our mind just goes off and we just keep losing the second half. And it's just, it sucks. Last week we should have had two wins. Uh, This week we should have had maybe an extra win. It's weird. It's not fun, but it's weird. Well, anyway, that's uh, it's definitely that way for a number of teams right now, though. Like looking at the B team rankings, you've got uh, LBT sitting just in. I mean, really, the entire bottom like eight teams: Post Office, my team, Spherical, Land Before Timers, the Boaters, Blockwork, Darkside, and the Cap Converters are all good teams that just like something's not clicking. And I think a lot of it is just that like there are a lot of teams that are like solid teams, but something isn't clicking. When you have all those teams going up against each other, it's hard to really pull ahead, which is why you've got all those teams within seven points of each other at a tier where there are where there are nine points. Like right now, you could jump like the catalytic cap converters if they sweep and everything goes right. Like they could jump into the top half of the league from last place in a week. They're not last. Tag Pro League is wrong. They're missing a uh, game. Catalytic uh, cap are actually eighth. Oh because dang! They're, they're five and seven. Well, TPL shows them four and seven. Case, in that case, Darkside could jump from last even a go. little bit further up. Yeah, I mean you have three last place. All the last place teams are tied on thirteen points. And uh, well, and the, really... and the eighth is only at fifteen points, and yep. fourth is only at twenty. Third is twenty-one. So like a sweep could push you up to the twenty-two points. Which is obviously not accounting for other teams playing, but like that's third place. So like it's just very close on B team right now. Anything could still happen, and probably I think that will stay until 
maybe going into the last week, you've got a team or two that have clinched. I think at that point, probably Nips, if they keep playing a team about nothing, might be able to clinch going into the last week. They could probably still be in a position to drop down to seventh if they don't play well last week. So, so quick previews for the coming week. Um, to, to me, I think we have a very obvious marquee matchup right at the top, which is uh, Dark Side of the Ball versus Team About Nothing. Both teams at the top of the standings playing really solidly. Darkside's only loss, I believe, is to Ball Guys, which is was the most hyped team coming into the season. Uh, team about nothing questions on their strength of schedule, but this is their chance to prove that it's like that. There's no fluke. That it's not like they're a good team that's been playing bad teams. That they are. It's their chance to prove that they are like definitely at the top. Yeah, honestly, for my preview, I'm just gonna wing it, which I always do. So if you combine Dark Side of the Ball with the team about nothing, you just combine their names, you either get the Dark Side of Nothing or the team about Ball. And honestly, the Dark Side of Nothing sounds like a really cool uh, name for an album. So I'm going to go with Dark Side of the Ball. I think it's going to be a split, which I think that shows Team About Nothing is serious. And I think they may be, uh, depending on how each team handles the uh, community map, I think Team About Nothing could win on aggregate just because I think they have a lot more uh, potential to run away with the game if they're controlling it. But I think Dark Side is also really good. I think they'll be able to get the win too. Um, and I just I think that one's going to be a split. You know, if Team About Nothing don't lose until like the playoffs, their heads are going to be so big. It'll be amazing to see how they handle it. I feel like they need to lose at least one game to know maybe like calm down a bit because Skippy has been insufferable. Skippy lets his head get big, but I think the reason why it's working okay is that the rest of that team, uh, Rob, who's status, they're all really experienced, calm collected guys who know how to handle one guy who's you know going off the edge a little bit but yeah we'll see they definitely they definitely do have um some teams that will at least challenge them definitely dark side of the ball is going to be a challenge then they play the uh, catalog cap converters before finishing the season against my team uh so they, it's definitely not a cakewalk for them to finish the season um but they they have the potential if they sweep through the end of the season, then they're the clear favorites. They could also hit a little bit of a rough patch. We'll see how it goes. But I this week I think they're gonna split. And yeah, it makes sense. So then we've got the uh land before timers versus the boaters. Unless LBT does something completely unexpected, this is gonna be a boater sweep. I mean it's just the voters are on the upswing. LBT is still struggling, especially on A team. And I, I would absolutely love to be proven wrong, but I think this is an easy motor sweep with plus 10 on the uh, differential at least. Yeah, the boaters were the most popular pick this week for Survivor. So just for that reason, I really want people to get eliminated from it just so I don't have to send out forms to every single person who doesn't respond. I'm going to say LBT sweep just for that reason. Bohemian Capsity versus uh, Ball Guys, I think, is an interesting matchup. I think if you've got Space Tiger playing, I think Bohemian Capsity has the ability to at least steal one game from Ball Guys, if not, you know, just make it competitive for both games. So if Space Tiger's there, if everybody's there from last week with Space Tiger hopping in for Rick G spot, then I'm going to call it a uh, a split with the edge to Ball Guys. Maybe like one game goes into overtime. 
Yeah, I kind of have to agree with that. Crossover's too good. I don't think he'll yeah. fall. Especially. I do think cross- crossover's too good, but I do think if you have Space Tiger and like every, then that's like they definitely have the potential. Yeah, to do well. but without that, it's it's ball guys. So I'm gonna call it a split with the edge to ball guys. I'm just gonna um, call. I'm just gonna call a sweep for ball guys. That's it. Uh, spherical versus the Nips. I I gotta give the edge to Nips. I do think that Spherical can make a, a decent run. Um, especially with their uh, with their new lineup with their roster changes. If Ventus can come, if Ventus decides to come back after seeing them do okay last week. Then that's a that's a very formidable team. Now. Um, but assuming the vengeance is just done for the season, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. But I still got to give it to the Nips. I think the Nips sweep. I think it's a lot closer than it would have been prior to those roster changes and those moves. But I I think the Nips still are able to sweep because they're. It's just weird. Really- it's weird how there hasn't been an offense that could break Frank and HD. It's interesting, and I don't think this offense will be able to do it. So I'm gonna call yeah, for a manipulation sweep. Yeah, Kale and Amigo definitely really good players. I but I don't think they're gonna be the team that, that breaks the nips. Um Post Office versus Catalytic Cap Converters. I think this is where Post Office can get a uh, can get a point. Um especially with Catalytic Cap Converters having Damien on uh eighteen. Maybe that'll work out really well for them, but I think just Adding a new player and mixing up your rotations a bit is always going to throw you off a bit. And Post Office is the kind of team that has the experience and the knowledge to take advantage of something like that. So I think Post Office will be able to steal a game, and it's going to be a split. I do think CCC is going to look strong, but I think they'll have enough of a lapse here or there to let Post Office get a get a win in. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't really see either team really doing well i i don't i I don't i don't know damien on a team might work might not homie and jerry didn't really inspire that much confidence in me but they were and they were playing against rick g and pk i don't really see how vader and big bad ball slash damien would it's just just weird i'm just gonna go using my classic improvisation Actually, I don't have anything to improvise here. Hold up. Give me a second. Give me a second. No, I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't have one. Um, I'm just going to go with Post Office, Split, but they get the advantage because I don't, I don't know. I mean. For the totally unbiased uh, Big Papa Goes Dollar Jordan. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm not that biased either. And I'm going to obviously go with an Ablockwickhorn sweep with the uh, captive of infinity. <laughs> See, I, with my totally unbiased pick, I'm going to pick uh, Olive Jardim to, to sweep because uh, active bad, active oh, bad internet. Um, that's funny. Activate, remove my start time. So Yeah, because, come on, dude, do you want to be known as a captain who will do anything to win? Or do you know, want to be known as a captain who will not win, but actually be a cool guy? I mean, I think we all know the answer to this. I made some very bad trades last season, <laughs> making people happier. So, <laughs> so B team, uh, Dark Side Ball versus Team About Nothing. I'm going to call uh, Team About Nothing two out of three because they've been playing well. Dark Side's been struggling, and uh, but Ghost is good enough to give him a win. Yeah, 
Uh, I'm going to go with Dark Side of the Ball gets swept because Ghost sucks and the gardeners are hurting him right now. But, uh, but Drew is good too, so. No, no, no. It's mainly the gardeners. The gardeners hey, uh... take out the entirety of the Dark Side of the Ball team. What? Okay, so then uh, LBT versus Gardeners. It's an issue. They're both sitting like at towards the bottom of the standings on B right now. Wait, hold up. We forgot to talk about manipulation station versus LBT on B team. That's what I. That's what I was trying to remember. I know we missed the matchup. Uh, oh well, we definitely missed the matchup because that was the one I was most excited for. LBT won two off of, uh, one two of three. I mean, their B team is good now. It seems Potato Chip did really well. Huh. We missed nice. talking about. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to edit this into that. Yeah, if but... we uh, if we talk about it at the end, I might be able to slip it in there. But otherwise, it's it would be too rough. We'll uh, just we'll we'll leave it at a. L- LBT looks better. They got they got two out of three against the Nips, who had yeah, otherwise L- been yeah. really unchallenged. So, yeah, LBT sweeps. How about that for the B team matchup against Master Boaters? There I'm going to say LBT two out of three again. I still think that their depth is just not going to be able to pull it off. LBT doesn't have erect Chris. I don't, I don't know what negative value player they have on the team now. <laughs> I don't know that LBT's depth is not that bad. Now with Erect Chris out of the picture, and Erect Chris will agree with me that he's bad, or just ask Cheese Doodle to play for him. I mean, just, uh, just, just get Cheese Doodle to coach him up a bit. He'll be fine. No, 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 not coach him. Play no, for him. Coach him. Coach him no, no, for no, sure. No, play for him. No, I'm. I, by the way, I am a CRC member, and I'm advising CRC ad- advocating for cheating, for cheating. again. <laughs> um, I would like to. Uh, as soon as this episode goes live, I'm going to propose to Vonk Active in the captain's chat. You can do that, and it might pass, but that doesn't exchange. That doesn't excuse the fact that it's a very valid strategy. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Ball Guys versus Bohemian Capsidy, which is prior to last week would have been I would have said Ball Guys, but with Rick G dropping down to B team, this is a good matchup. I don't know what uh, you think. I mean, frankly, I thought- I'm going to pick BCC two out of three. I'm going to go ball guys two out of three because no matter how bad I think their defense will be, they end up doing fine. So I think the offense of ball guys will do very well against the, the second string, the third string defenders that BCC has. And I think that will be enough to make up for the differential, I guess. Or uh, make up for the disparity between their top four and the depth and whatever. I think ball guys two out of three. That's fair. All right, so then Manipulation Station versus uh, Spherical on Ice. I oh, think that Spherical, Spherical is greatly improved, and they've got they've got a lot to prove. They've got the ability to win <laughs> games, but against the Nips, uh, Nips are going to sweep. That's yeah. That's I don't pitch. without KL or Amigo. I don't think T Swift can carry that hard against the Nips team. That seems very deep. Like yeah, very, that's very that's the thing is that the Nips don't have any bad players, like none. My yeah. team has me and Hjelpa, who are like you know not like terrible players, but like we're not the no, best. No, 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 no. It's okay. You can you can say you're, you're, you're absolute you, garbage. I am I am garbage. Hjelpa is you know just not the best. But like you know you put us in against the starting lineup. The starting lineup's gonna beat us. It's fine. But like the Nips don't have those kind of players, which hey, is why I mean I mean you can say that, but you BMF tweener and Hjelpa conman or something. You guys played one half and you did pretty well. Who was it against? I don't remember. I think it was I LBT. Know, right? It was LBT. Yeah, we did. We did uh, do okay against LBT, but eh. 
All right. Post office versus CCC. Interesting. So it, it is interesting. Post office uh, sweep. Just post office sweep. I think they have Del Solar now, which really shores up that defense. So if he shows, then I don't think catalytic cap converters like have the offensive power power besides FU to really do anything about it. See, and the thing is, though, I'm gonna say uh, that CCC is able to pull out a game because FU's just he, he's good enough, and he's got the cast around of that's like good enough that they can definitely get a win. Uh, but I am gonna have to say it's. It's just going to be the one I'm going to have to take uh, post office for two out of them. And then uh, my team, versus your, your team, surely we get a sweep for Olive Jardim here. I see nothing that could possibly go wrong. Um, like you were saying, your team keeps losing games in the second half. Um, my team definitely hasn't done that at all. We definitely didn't lose two out of three games last week because of similar problems. Uh, so we're going to sweep for sure. Honestly, I'm perfectly fine with just taking all of the Jack in the Block players from both teams, creating a separate B team, and then just beating everyone up with that. That's Lodgy, Homer, JD, Epic, Blob, uh, Noise. That's, that's a good the, team. Yeah, I, I'll take that. Can we just have that instead? How about you disband my B team disbands, and we just create the super team? Convince Blob to Kumi and then do a trade. Oh, he didn't tell you yet? Huh. No, he did. I just, I, it wasn't public knowledge. So I wanted it to seem like it was my idea when it happened. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you expected it to not go public. I already wrote up and I already like told everyone the CRC chat. By the way, Blob cooed Smalley Bakes. <laughs> yes, Bob, this, I, this, I know this might be the first you're hearing of this Blob, but yeah. you've cooed me. And um, yeah, yeah. best of luck for the rest of the season. This is canon. Like, this is official CRC. As an official CRC member, by the slimmest of margins, I would like to, I would like to approve the coup that Blob has forced onto Smalley Biggs. And now Blob is the official captain. Smalley Biggs, you are now being sent to exile where you will never, ever touch a tile again. I don't know. I mean, Exile seems like a pretty good player. I think I can work with him. I hate you so much. That's not even his... That's not even his oh, no. It's Style. No. It is Exile. It is Exile. <laughs> For some reason, I keep calling him Zile. I love you. That might be... I don't know what his intention was, but I'm pretty sure it's Exile. Damn it. Anyway, on to the, uh, the uh, All-Star voting for mid-season All-Stars. You're going to have to give me the list because I have no idea. I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll I'll read things to you, and you can react to them. Okay. Um, first up, uh, not making all stars on a team is uh, active because active. Yeah. Bat. Understandable. And that wasn't... he was too lazy to vote for himself, which would have gotten him. <laughs> would it actually? <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, I guess I guess I'm lackluster in many ways, and that is one of them. I'm very lazy. There was only like one player who actually only got in by voting themselves, but. Who was it? And that was that was on B team. Oh. Yeah. Was it me? Did I no. make it? <laughs> no. Did I make it on B team? I'm you, gonna you play did. it. <laughs> anyway, um, so <laughs> the top of A team with uh, we we only had 13 people voting, but so uh, with four votes apiece, we had uh, Coos and Skippy. Okay. Um, so 
I makes mean, sense. Their team's I mean, doing really I'm assuming well. all the like the teams without a loss would just like run the table in terms of all star votes. So then, uh, at three in the three votes tier, we have four players. We've got Frank and HD, mm-hmm. Sadness, and Two Nuts. Yeah, Two Nuts. I'm surprised Two Nuts wasn't like high, had more votes. He was he's insane. Two way ball, yeah. genius. And on the uh, two vote tier, we've got the Bob eighteen, All right. Prism, and huh. No Name. Yeah, No Name is an interesting pick. I didn't. I actually. He's been quietly having a solid season. He's so. done that two seasons in a row now, but still I mean, quietly somehow. Just quietly, um, because no one's talking about the master voters. I mean, they're mid-table. They're just there. Yeah. Then uh, with the single votes to round out the picks and hopefully have enough players to actually play this, we've got a Crossover, a 360 Broscope, Graham, Window Licker, and Cool Cat. Hmm. How many players is that? It is 14 total players. So that's only, that's actually three teams of four. Yeah, if they, if they are all able to show up at the same time and actually care enough to, you know, play some games for us, then uh, we could have three teams. My guess I is... Think you, I think you underestimate, I think you overestimate the amount of effort I put in general. And <laughs> you expect me to draft a team that I'm not going to be on? This is not fair. Ghost and I are going to draft, obviously. Yeah, good. I'm just going to be the guy who's a cheerleader, but not really, because I'm not going to show up. If if we get eight people to show up, I'm sure I can find someone to draft people. Skippy will draft people, surely. Um, But yeah, so B team, B team, the top voted player, as mentioned earlier, was uh, Fu. Huge season, six votes on, uh, which is on half of the ballots because Skippy really threw his votes and voted uh, the same player four times which I told him would count just once and he didn't go in and change it so I think Skippy just doesn't listen in general yeah, no. like uh-huh. someone test him for deafness like. but then uh, the other two players who got five or more votes were Jig and Enthamim also both having very strong seasons uh, both I, mean, I know, I mean, Anthony is having a very strong defensive season. I don't um, know what to think about that, though. Like, his team's not doing that well, but he's racking up the stats. It's like Spec for 87, or whoever that was. He, like, met, he led the league in returns by, like, 100. And then just, but his teams weren't that great. And I don't know if the stats are just empty or the fact that he's left the flag out of base so many times he needs to return them. Like, I don't... It's interesting. I've played with him a couple times. He's definitely a, a decent player. And I think that, like, you can get away with that a little bit on B team. Like, Spec's, the B teams that Spec was on did reasonably well. They weren't always at the top necessarily, but they did reasonably well. It was when he went up to A team that it was like he was still just racking up stats, but the team was maybe suffering because of it. It's too, yeah, but I mean, every like every B team player that leads returns by like a hundred or like fifty that I can think of, it's just empty. Like Wheel and Timmy led the league in returns once. He kept letting the flag out of base, but he's decent. But he just kept letting the flag out of base. Uh, spec same thing. Lead, lack of prevent. Uh, Enthymeme. What's Enthymeme standing in prevent? I mean, uh, let me pull it up. I, I don't. I just. He's a good player, but I don't know if 
the good performances are good to the team, if you know what I'm saying. Enthamim is is first in returns and second in prevent. Okay, then yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's very good. Uh, disregard every. Cut it out. Just cut it out. No, I'm, I'm leaving cut, it in. No, cut. cut I'm, gonna, it out. I'm gonna leave it in, and then I'm gonna make no. a mini podcast out of it, and I'm gonna send it to Enthamim. No, <laughs> just cut it out. Uh, we'll see. Anyway. Uh, uh, moving on, at the next, uh, we have one player with three votes, which is A Dog. Solid beat and staple, always there. And another um, Jack in the Block. Suck it. <laughs> I should have so then we have a number of players, I think like seven players at two votes apiece on B team, which is uh, Berkey Berg, who has been lighting it up on my team. Just fantastic all around player. Um, Ghost who is doing very well on B-team, um, as salty as he is about it sometimes. Uh, we've got Razgriz, our uh, favorite person, who is you know graciously giving us some of his money to support our podcast. Maybe we can eventually have enough to uh, have active not recording walking around in a park. This is do you, you wanted me on this podcast for the atmosphere and the ambiance, and this is the ambiance you're gonna get out. I, uh, I I I got you on the podcast uh, for when Ghost is getting attacked by gardeners. Yeah, and honestly, and I think, we, uh, I think that's record gonna the happen. podcast. That's gonna happen every week. For some reason, I don't think I. I feel like he doesn't like realize that gardeners show up at appointed times. Wait so a second. I think that you are sending gardeners to his house to try to take his spot on the podcast. You've been found out. I don't know what makes you think I would send gardeners like on the list of dangerous occupations that are very known for killing people. Gardeners are not a th- are not an occupation I would think about. Exactly. Nobody like, would think it. It's just gardeners. No, nobody would think about it because it's not a thing. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, they've, they've, they've got tools. I mean, if you watch like some of those crime shows, gardeners are always uh, they're always there. That's the easy way to have people not realize that it, that's the killer is, you know, have them be a gardener. Yeah, I have a feeling Raspberries is going to pull his money after seeing the uncut version. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, well, we got we got that. we got one month out of him. It's it's good. Love you, Raspberries. Anyway, uh, Wait, you, so after, you paid after, for the month. Well, well you, it's a, a it's a monthly subscription, you know. That's an overspend. <laughs> that's an overspend. So uh, yeah, we anyway. Uh, then we've got Drufa, solid player, yeah. having, a, having a good breakout season. Played well last season on, I believe he was on your team too, right? Last nope. season, no, nah, he was on dark. He was on. A, oh, that's right. He was on Ducky's team. Yeah, he was on and, Ducky. Uh, they, they, they got us out. Remember, oh, well. he tried. He capped without the flag, and like, he didn't realize yeah. he had the flag. He didn't have the yeah, flag. That was that was hilarious. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Next. Uh, then slime god. All right. Yeah, yeah. Also he's been fine. Play. He's been good on manipulation station. Very yeah. solid. Ouch, ouch my balls. Having yeah. A good another another one here. Uh-huh. Old roller fans out the people with two votes. Huh. All right. He's having a strong season. He's really come around the past two seasons to be a, in the top tier of B teamers, play consistently pretty well, work on his game. Yeah, that's true. Also switched to offense, and he's been doing a lot better since that. Yeah. I don't know if he's like putting more time into it since he switched, or if he's just better at offense and didn't realize it for a while, but having a really good season. Yeah. Uh, then people with uh, one vote. We've got Jay Swan, 
Uh-huh. Uh, really solid player. Had a he played on a team the week that the Nips played us and played fantastically. So yeah, Jason's um, good. Yeah, um, we've got uh, Victor Messi who uh, definitely has gotten a lot better the past few seasons. Similar to Bold Roller, both like used to be perennial hard award candidates who you know got some minutes and played okay. But like the past few seasons, they've both been playing I pretty. I think well. I think you're saying that any heart war- heart award winner is a bad player. Is that what I'm hearing from you, Smalley? Of course not. Hmm. Anyway. I mean, I think you understand that just because you have the biggest heart doesn't mean you do not have the biggest skills. Because a good player can win the heart award. For like example... Dwarf has won the heart award, and Dwarf is definitely a solid player. Yeah, I mean... So, did not get any votes for All-Stars, so I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> anyway, right. we've got a Jarf Slandry. Alright. I mean, I think it's yeah. pretty obvious which players voted for themselves. So far, I'm pretty sure Jarvis was the only player who only got a vote from himself. There were other players who did vote for themselves, but I not to out Jarvis too much. And I think he is like definitely good enough to be on this list with the other people here, but he he did vote himself in. <laughs> um, and then uh, Acuron. Okay. Player. Poodle. Okay. All right. Soge King. Hey. Which, which I uh, I didn't realize has been having a pretty good season. Yeah. Albeit a little bit quietly, but I mean, you've uh, been in by a, it's been a great yeah. late round pick. If you say yeah. ruined by me, I'm going to scream. <laughs> Do not. What are you going to say? Active app. Say it. Anyway, uh, no, King Zion. Aww. King That's Zion's it. good. Uh, Randy yeah, okay, Bobandi. And Randy Berkman. Okay. Also known as yeah. Life is Good. Uh, Luke Moo, who is very yeah. good. A little bit quiet this season. All right. But, um, definitely still okay. good. Um, then we've got Soul Reed. And uh, to finish it out, just barely making the cut for uh, eligibility on this vote for B-Team All-Stars is Rick G. Ah. He's probably going to stay on B for the rest of the season anyway. If yeah, well, that's, that's why I decided, I decided to allow it because of that. Just like with, with that pickup, he definitely moves down to B-Team unless okay. he like, just really has pride issues or something, which he doesn't. So, yeah. yeah. So he's our, uh, he rounds out our, our 23 B-Team phone All-Stars. Calls. <laughs> I keep getting my parents are confused that's why I'm spending two hours outside walking now we've got to do whatever I decide to do for trivia and, Jesus uh, Christ Molly <laughs> um, so there's only one person actually answering the trivia so <laughs> active is guaranteed to lose let's just hurry this up it's, I've been walking for two hours and it's been six miles I spent six miles Smalley <laughs> I've been walking around my house for the past 30 minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what we're going to do here. I'm going to pull up your stats. This is not good. <laughs> All right. What season that you played at least 100 minutes? Oh, no. You think you had the worst T-gasp? T-gasp? T-gasp. Alright, so it's got to be one of my earlier A-team seasons. So it could be season 8, season 11. Um, 
could be season 16. I'm going to go with season 8. Yeah, season 8. The actual answer is this season. Okay, you can't count the current season. Okay, so if we are discounting the current season, then it's season 16. Season 8, you actually had a 6.79 uh, DGAS. Season 16, I got benched halfway through for two nuts. <laughs> yeah, but you had 216 minutes, and then you had a 4.35 TGASP, so... Yeah, not fun. Good Onish, though. Yeah, no, your, your Onish was good. Your uh, Teenish was still down at yeah, 50. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk about season 16. Goddamn Yopa. You did get a third place on uh, Behind the Scenes in season 16. Yeah, but that happens every season now. <laughs> What else can I do? You got you got second season seventeen, second season eighteen. Yeah. So everybody, um, vote just for me for behind the scenes and not for uh, active. You can vote for Ghost too if you want, but uh, why do you think I joined this? We got to get active at the second place again. Dick. (laughs) All right. What's the next question, Mister Smalley, about my past? Well, next question is going to be about Ghost Past. I got to do one question for uh, each member of the podcast. It's just one question. Yep, just just one question. Thank God. Um, So you got (laughs) one question about Ghost and then one question about me. All right, keep going. How many seasons has uh, Ghost had a perfect 10.00 degasp? Fuck off. Uh, Season six wasn't it. No, wait, but he was first and he was like top three in both. Could it have been? All right, I know B team, he's got twice, maybe. I think he's had twice on B team, could be a teamer. I'm going to go with three because I think season six he got the 10 D guess. Three is correct with season six and then on B team, season 13 for Black Flag and season 14 for Land Before Timers. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he got it twice. I remember on B team. I didn't remember season six he got ten or not. Thank. So then, yeah. with the uh, the final question, uh, which which season did I have my highest scoring percentage? Miners, you're not gonna fucking pull that on me again, you dick. Oh no! See, I am gonna pull it because it was actually European majors no. where I had a hundred percent scoring percentage. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute garbage. <laughs> Don't you dare. <sighs> and with that, uh, Active has lost again. Thanks for <laughs> listening. It's been great. I didn't lose. Oh, I got one out of three. That does count as losing.